Welcome back to the Tribute Games Podcast. Of course, the podcast, as the name indicates, it's a podcast about a small uh, studio, independent game studio in Montreal. And we're here to uh, show you or talk about how the video game sausage is made. So, and to talk about uh, sausages uh, this week. A brand uh, new sausage. A brand new sausage. We're here to talk about a, a brand new sausage that you have not... Uh, it's so fresh. Yeah, I've not played with yet. Uh, <laughs> and it's called uh, Flint Hook. But who is talking about this sausage? There's me, Yannick Belzil. I am a social media manager as well as a writer for Tribute Games. And in front of me, there's... Uh, Dom 2D, and I'm the game designer on Flint Hook. So we haven't done one of these in a long while because we were busy. But at the same time, we were trying to keep our new project, which is a Flint Hook under wraps. So yeah. because it was sort of secret and we didn't want to talk about it too much yet, we needed to wait. So that's why we didn't do any podcast. But now we're trying to go back at the at the podcast factory and trying to make... Uh, yeah, because now, now we can make a podcast that's not just a bunch of secrets and, and silences. We, we can actually talk about the meat. I hope you're having a great dinner right now. Uh, it's <laughs> obviously quite... Uh, it'll make you hungry listening to all those meat metaphors. Those metaphors. Oh. So, Dom, what is uh, Flint Hook? First, we'll say that uh, our game is going to be at PAX, which is quite exciting. At yes. the Indie Mega Booth. PAX East. PAX East. We're also practicing our, our, our spiel, our yeah. sales pitch, uh, as we will be telling people, we'll be talking about and trying people to get it to play at PAX. So, we're yeah, sort of we, getting back into it and trying to learn to speak again. And, yeah, we, we wrote a little uh, paragraph that's, that's supposed to describe the game really well. Uh, maybe Yannick, you can start with that, and then we can expand on it. And use your use your epic radio voice. I don't I don't have such a voice, Dominic, sadly. <laughs> it's it's this uh, voice is all I have. So um, live the life of Space Captain Flinthook, armed with your mighty chain hook, your uncanny slow motion powers, and your trusty plasma gun. Plunder and fight your way through an infinite variety of randomly assembled spaceship for treasure, loot, and fame. Hunt down your pirate rivals and collect wondrous relics and become the greatest pirate of the universe. That sounds really good. I'll, also, I need to say cool less. Okay. So I might, if, if you see me, but, if you hear me say cool, just like. But seeing, uh, seeing cool so much is really appropriate for what we're talking about, isn't it, Don? Oh, yes, for sure. Cause I mean, you're, well, you're, is... you're a space pirate. Yeah. Isn't there anything more, uh, awesome than being a space pirate? Well, as we are trying to sell this game, I think there's nothing cooler than <laughs> being a space pirate. So, like, where does it come from? What is Flint Hook? Like, tell us, Dom, since you're the, the game designer and originator of this. Uh... All right, where do we start? I mean, first of all, I think it's it's all about the space pirates. Like, we wanted something fresh and colorful, like an awesome cartoon that's full of weird aliens and gadgets and, and something that feels like, uh, I don't know, like DuckTales and Inspector Gadget or something sci-fi and magical at the same time like this. Yeah, I think a part of it also was uh, letting uh, Stefan, who's like one of the yeah, uh, artists, exactly. so, so he could design a whole world from ground up and draw and create something really fun. Yeah, yeah, and he's 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 got an insane mind that is also very uh, practical. Like everything in the game, because the game is the game is is all about fast action. So since since everything is so fast and quick, everything needs also to be super clear. And Stefan also has this gift of making like these super creative creatures that also show really well what their function is. So we we have this 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 uh, creative freedom in this this alien universe 
to create a monster that's a giant worm that poops out mines because yeah. that's what the enemy does and that's what the mechanic is. Wormer Wormzog, <laughs> his name is. <laughs> exactly. I think we talked about that before. Yeah. It was one of the secrets about Space Pirates. So, yeah, that's one part of the the look of why we wanted that theme or do that stuff. But this is your first official, like, tribute games game. Like, yes. you've been here for a while, but that's your first game. So uh, how did that start? Like, how, why did you decide to do that game or how did that development start? All right. So... Um, I was tasked to come up with their, the, the next big tribute game. And, uh, I started by doing, uh, pitching a few ideas and doing a few prototypes. But I quickly realized that it was the best opportunity for me to do a platformer because uh, I've never done one. And I've always, like, most of my favorite games are platformers, like uh, Zelda 2 or Spelunky or, uh, like, even Bionic Commando, which is a clear influence on this game. So, yeah, so Andy and I played around with a few new mechanics. We tried, like, a teleport or a bunch of uh, dash moves. And I think that's when, that's when I realized I wanted to do something that was fast. That's what, that was quick, that was intense. Uh, rather than do something like a Mega Man that's kind of slow and methodical, I wanted something more open and have more of a vertical movement to it. Uh, have more freedom of movement vertically and horizontally at the same time. So yeah, so everything in the game, uh, as, as we developed a bunch of features to it, everything is made to make fast movement more accessible, like easier. Like we have this, the, the hook that we have now is, has a lot of uh, auto aim. So you can like really, you're, you're sure to pull off cool, move, cool moves. Oh, I said cool again all the time. You have a slow mo power that makes you, uh, that helps you move around and, and shoot well and, uh, dodge bullets and, and hazards and lasers and all over the place. So there's that and there's the, but the main thing that seems that people have really responded to when we show the game, like it appeared, like we had a preview on Polygon that was really exciting. And when we showed off, uh, uh, the game for the first time, like people like really responded to the hook shot. So that's yeah. like the type of chain hook, whip hook, hook whip. We, I'm still trying to find a, a cool, the, the best possible name for it. Uh, so we'll see. I think the mighty happen. chain hook that we have now is pretty good. But yeah, yeah. We might change it. But yeah, it might, it might uh, change. So how did you came to like, the hookshot. How did that into? There's the bionic commando of it that you just mentioned. So yeah. grappling hook mechanics are always uh, super fun and interesting, and everybody's just making jokes about everything is better with a grappling hook. But I actually felt like a lot of games that had grappling hooks in, in them were not. Uh, that was not prone to fast movement, like I wanted to do that much because. Uh, as soon as you let the player swing around, like the ninja rope in Worms or uh, or the the swinging in in Bionic Commando, it starts to get kind of slow and wonky or physics-y sometimes. So I think the the moment I really thought about doing a hook shot that zips you around uh, was when I was playing the Arkham games, the Batman games, because when you you just like use the what was it called the the bat shot, the bat hook shot. Uh, yeah. So when you, when you use that to, uh, to zip to a ledge or zip to a gargoyle, or I think when you're flying, you can also use the, the grappling gun to, um, propel you forward. I think that's when I realized that it was, it was instantaneous. Like it was immediate, like an, uh, a movement action that's super fast and efficient. So I applied that to a platformer, which is just you aim at something and you zip towards it with high speed. Which lets you move vertically and, and all that. Okay. So Dom, you claim to have invented all of these <laughs> notions, right? They are brand new to gaming, uh, and they are your in, your sole invention only. No, not at all. I mean, it was it wasn't like 
all the NES games like Darkwing Duck and, and Binding Command, like we said. But I don't know, they always felt a bit stiff to me. So I tried to make it as smooth as possible. Like with, uh, we have 360 degree aiming. At first it was eight directions, but now, now it's like full 360 aiming. Like the gun, also you can shoot in 360. So it really gives you this insane, uh, freedom of movement instead of this clumsy, like almost puzzle-like movement in those old games. So here to be games like we do, like, our games are always sourced like in in retro gaming and stuff like classic genres like platforming but you wanted to add like something more modern to it uh, a more modern element i mean i mean it, games like mercenary kings had uh, a lot of modern modern twists on it like uh, the crafting in in Merc kings and in curses or the online multiplayer in in uh, Merc kings so i thought it would bring something modern to to my game that's a bit different. I, I really wanted to make a game that's fun to stream and that's fun to watch on stream, uh, inspired by a lot of games that I, I I am still watching on Twitch and on YouTube, like Spelunky and Risk of Rain. I really wanted to have a game that has a lot of randomness and luck and a lot of skill also, because with all this movement and this uh, this 360 shooting and aiming and, and hook shot and slow-mo, there is a lot of skill involved also. So yeah, I wanted to create a game, a game an environment that lets you pull off, like, really awesome moves and and like really fast uh action that's impressive to watch uh hopefully it, it's it's something that people will like and people will like to share with people that's a really advanced so English you want to bring sentence. world peace yes. through this game is what you're trying <laughs> exactly so yeah it, i mean it fits the retro retro side of tribute with the the, the 2d platforming and the, the pixel art but it's also kind of crazy and replayable like those crazy modern crazy modern games with roguelike mechanics personally I'm a dunce. I don't know what are those roguelike mechanics, so why don't you tell me? Okay, so like we, we call it a roguelite because it's not exactly a roguelike. Roguelikes are more like super hardcore. Like you, you go into a dungeon with uh, basically nothing. You If you die, you start over the whole thing. Uh, it's basically what the cores of a roguelike are right now. Also, that the levels are randomly generated, so uh, every time you play, it's different. So we kind of have those two things uh, in moderation. If you start a game, the level is going to be different than the last time you played. If you die, it is going to be a little bit, a little bit dramatic, because you're, you're going to have to start over the levels. But there is also a progression system, and that, again, that's not new. Like A lot of uh, roguelite games, like uh, Rogue Legacy, did it before. As uh, in Flinthook, you get... Uh, new powers and abilities unlocked as you play, as you gain XP. Basically, you level up by collecting gold and treasure, because that's what a pirate is, right? It's uh, you, you gain flair and you gain fame and, and, and coolness hey, as you steal gold from ships. So you become more powerful and have more options, more gadgets to equip. Um, and we have those those perk cards to equip and to unlock as you level up. What are the uh, powers you're going to get from that? Like, what's, uh, How does it change the gameplay? So you, you get the perk cards in, in perk packs. They're kind of like little card packs in collectible card games. And uh, so you get those from leveling up, from defeating bosses, from completing achievements. And once you have those, you can equip a certain number of them to create your own gameplay style. And those are like, I mean, it's it's... It's a bit of a mix between an upgrade in Rogue Legacy and an item in Binding of Isaac where when you start a run, when you attack a ship to steal their treasures, 
you'll equip a couple of perk cards, but you also find some on the ship, like in shops or in treasure chests, whatever. And those those perks are like can be super simple, like you have more HP, or it can go crazy, like um, what are some that we have, like a vampirism. Is that vampirism. how you vampirism? Reduces your maximum health by a lot, but every kill you do, every every kill gets you a, a little bit of HP. Um, uh, time breaker would double your slow motion ability, but it would kind of mess up the screen when you use it. So it's kind of hard to see what you're doing. It kind of delicious the screen. Uh, we have a bunch of those that like match together will create these insane combinations. Something that has been said about our games in the past is that they, they're, they're pretty hard. Uh, out of the gate that sometimes they're complicated or they're maybe not complicated, but they're hard, uh, right out of the game. So, uh, they're not as accessible as they could be. So, uh, is, are we changing it up for Flinthook? So, it, I mean, I know it's a weak answer, but I, I'm hoping to cater to both like super hardcore players and like the more casual or the more like, not insane people that are like looking for a rewarding experience, not just a like heart wrenching disaster of a death streak all the time. I take a good example from uh, Rogue Legacy, which a lot of people on the internet were saying that it was too easy, like it was like giving you too many chances just by uh, letting you upgrade your character, even if you're not super skilled at the game. If you just grind through the game and, and collect gold, you're 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 able to get the upgrades and you'll finish the game at some point. So yeah, I I think we're gonna have something for both hardcore purists and the not so hardcore player who uh, just want to get a rewarding experience and and have a like a steady flow of upgrades and, and perks because um, we're gonna have like the normal game, the normal bounties, the 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 bosses that you you hunt down for the treasure. The normal ones will give you XP and perks, and at some point you'll be able to beat them just by evolving your character. But there will also be an, a hardcore version of that that gives you a set uh, equipment, a set number of perks, and will have you start over the whole thing if you die. So I think, and it's very easy for us to do. So I think we're gonna have both of those things for both the types of players. And uh, as for the difficulty of the game overall, we're still developing it, but the idea is that the game is split in, in bounties, like I said, different targets, different bosses that you want to attack. And each of them are, is going to have its own difficulty level. So I think s someone pretty casual will be probably be able to defeat the first one, but will have trouble with the last one. And, and there will be hardcore versions of each of those. So there should be something for everybody. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, yeah. finally, something for for everybody from Tribute Games. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, one thing at the beginning of development that took a long, long time uh, to develop and is sort of a, a big feature of the game is that our levels are going to be like randomly like uh, generated, like uh, assembled. I mean, so. Uh, which is one of our selling points. So how does that work? And do you put together a whole lot of rooms by hand or yes. levels by hand? Like how did that happen? So, so Flinthook will attack spaceships in the game. Uh, other pirate ships. Other yeah. pirate ships that are... Each spaceship is made of rooms. Made up of rooms. And we craft those rooms by hand. We place uh, platforms and obstacles and hazards and enemies by hand in the levels... In the rooms, sorry. Uh... And we make sure that it's well balanced, that it's possible to to zip through the levels also. 
And we put some possible variations in there, like maybe sometimes it's going to have spikes, sometimes it's going to have turrets on the side. And then we uh, we start creating the structure of the, the spaceship by taking those rooms and uh, putting them together following a certain set of rules, but it's pretty random. Like there's a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of different variety of uh, structures that we can create with those. We also make sure that the difficulty is fair and it scales as you attack more and more ships. Yeah, so you would not have like a ship that has a, a very easy room followed by a really punishing room. Yeah, exactly. And each 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 ship is going to have a nice uh curve difficulty curve like starting relatively easy you get a few shops you get a few uh treasure rooms and have a kind of a mid boss at the end and then you attack another ship and it's going to be a little higher for everything so it's going to be a little tougher for each room that you encounter i mean it's not it, it's not completely new again it's how most games do it nowadays just uh handcrafting a lot of content and putting it together randomly we're also adding a a cherry on top of that, which is what I call the variant system. Every ship you encounter will have a, a bunch of modifiers applied to it. Like, uh, for example, uh, the red alert variant will make more enemies appear in, in uh, lockdown battle rooms in the game. Or uh, infested is a variant that spawns a lot of insect-like creatures all over the, the level. We might give you the same room 15 times, but we'll vary it so much that you won't even tell. Exactly. Because, like, we're mixing up the room types, the variants, the items, the, even the, in each room, the enemies and the, the hazards will change a little bit every time. So, yeah, it's, it, it should be completely, completely different every time you play. Do, do you know how many rooms you've made so far? Uh, so far. And we're, we're not even, like, since we, we just started making actual content for it because we created a ton of features before that. I think we, we still have like two or three hundred rooms right now. Oh, it's yeah. true. <laughs> oh, that's a whole lot more than I thought. <laughs> that's a lot of rooms. Yeah, I think we have. Well, I mean, they're not all decorated and everything, but yeah, we have a lot. And I want I want a ton more than that still. Yeah. During the work day, is there like a time of the day where it's like, I'm sitting down for the afternoon, and this afternoon I'm just doing rooms. Uh, no, it's more like it's it's the by default task. Like I'm always creating rooms, and everything else is on top of it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm helping Andy with a feature, or I'm like checking Yoan's animations or whatever. But I always come back to creating the levels, and it's fun. I mean, I almost bought a Wii U to play Mario Maker, but I decided not to because I already have my own. Because you, you have a Flinthook... Uh, <laughs> Flinthook Editor. Yeah, yeah, Flinthook Editor. It's my favorite game right now. Um, and, but uh, before, like, we're going to make this a short episode, so we have uh, uh, a, a bunch of lightning round questions reporting to the uh, General or to this game. So, true or false, Dominic? <laughs> okay, you know, I'm ready. You know when Flinthook is going to be out. False. <laughs> I really don't. We're, we're still working on it, and we're, like, working out deals and, and possible uh, outcomes of this game we don't know yet yeah exactly so it's it's a strange way to proceed that uh, we're, we're just making it a game right now we don't know where it's ending up but uh, we're really open to have it to have a loads of platforms yeah it is a platformer after all um so yeah we don't even know any platform we don't know when it's out uh but uh will there be any multiplayer or co-op stuff oh we don't have any planned but i mean if if the game catches on 
we could experiment with co op play like uh, we did in Mark Kings or uh, some multiplayer mode. Like uh, I, I, I can see a mode of like versus mode, like uh, two flint hooks fighting with their hooks and guns. Maybe that could be interesting. Who gets the loot in the level, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll look into that if the game uh, catches on. True or false, Dominic? You have made the music for this game. <laughs> uh, no? No, it's false. Uh, Pat Bourgeau, uh, who composed most of our games, except uh, all, all of them except Wizard, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, he did Curses and Chaos and Mercenary Kings. He's still on because his music is, is so great. So, yeah. so amazing. That's wonderful. You can hear it in the in the the videos that we have so far, like the reveal and the uh, the polygon video. Uh, you, you can hear the music and it's it's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's so it's so kicky. It's I I love it. Um, a lot of people are asking us if uh, if uh, Paul Robertson has worked on it or is working on the game. No, not this time. Uh, we have uh, in-house artists uh, Stéphane Boutin and uh, Johan Vinet that are just kicking ass. Uh, Steph is doing all the art direction and Johan is animating. Literally everything, like all the lamps and the stars and everything is just... Characters, bad guys, effects. Yeah, it's just so alive with, with, with all of this work put into it. It's it's amazing. Dumb. Yes. True or false? You are responsible for Mercenary Kings getting or not getting on Vita. True or false? I'm responsible. No, I'm not responsible. Uh, so yeah. That's a false then. That's the, the most frequent question that we get. But yeah, we don't know yet. We're We're working on it. We might get we, some we news. being not me. <laughs> uh, uh, more official news about that coming soon. <gasps> okay. We'll see what happens. You have information. Yeah, information. True or false? You have information. True. I have information. <laughs> some people also ask since the reveal, like, what are the inspirations? We've talked about it a bit, but Castlevania, uh, Bionic Commando, Darkwing Duck, uh, Spelunky. But what are the others? Uh, uh, that might be in there. Th I think there's a lot of Towerfall in there because Towerfall is just this. Uh, this crazy movement game that you can dash around, you can move around, zip around, dodge. Uh, it's very inspiring to me. Of course, all the roguelikes and roguelites out there, like Spelunky and Rogue Legacy. Yeah, but the, for, for the style and the setting, I think we all um, did a bit of research. Like We, we, we watched uh, classics, like sci-fi classics, like, like Star, Star Crash. Star Crash. Which uh, had like really cool uh, spaceships that had people crash into the windows and and attack a ship yeah. without it having any no like, air problem, no yeah. no problem at all. So we that I think that's where we got the idea for uh, wooden spaceships because it doesn't matter. There's yeah. no there's no problem. In there. Yeah, Star Crash is one of those great science fiction movies that is on YouTube, but no movie company <laughs> bothers. Like it, it's just nope, there. Not at all. It's there with the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's just there. You can go look <laughs> at it. No, no one, one gives cares. A shit. Otherwise, we we watched a bit of a. A spaceship Sagittarius, which is an old anime that I think. Uh, did you watch that as a kid? Or yeah, was yeah, it, it uh, was big here in in, in Quebec. Yeah, it has a, it has a super jaunty theme song, but it's yeah. about being sad and having a job in space uh, and just being space truckers and yeah. having no fun. <laughs> so it's a great TV show. But it had it had some like really inspiring uh, ideas, a bit like like a Star Trek show would if if everybody was an alien in there. Mm -hmm. Um. A lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of comic books and 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 uh, like space anime, like Cowboy Bebop or Space Captain Arlock, of course. Um, but also, I'm I'm inspired a lot by uh, adventure cartoons like Ducktales and uh, uh, Inspector Gadget, TMNT, stuff like that. That it's like so so creative and colorful. Mm -hmm. 
That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, is, I mean, there, there's a lot. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about. But for now, we just wanted to make a podcast and yeah. uh, just uh, give a little bit more info about the game for people who are interested or curious. Yeah, and, uh, and it's a good practice too, because we're as as we said, we're going to show the game at PAX, PAX East. Yes, and I need to be able to talk about it openly and like. Uh, re- it's not. It's no longer about secrets and like revealing stuff. It's that's the game. You're going to be able to play it at P- PAX. Mm-hmm. You're gonna know most everything about it. Yes, I don't. I don't know if we've mentioned it, but we're gonna be part of the Indie Mega booth as well, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, come and see us at PAX when uh, we're gonna be around. It's uh, later this month, and uh, we're gonna shut it down for uh, right now. But yeah. before that, uh, where can they follow your work, uh, Dom? Uh, follow me at Dom2D. I'm, I'm gonna share. We're gonna start sharing more about Flint Hook in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. I think we have more screenshots and in progress art to show. Maybe after PAX, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, where can we find your work? Uh, well, first you can find the company. You can find the company's work at Tribute Games, where uh, we'll, where we post a lot of stuff from around the office. We post stuff from our previous game and from our upcoming game. So please follow us there uh, yeah. if you'd like. Um, we can. You can also see stuff on our blog, which is blog blog.tributegames.com. And uh, yeah, that you can buy our other games. <laughs> <laughs> We have, we strongly invite you to buy our other game, whether yeah. it's... Ninja Senki came out recently. Yeah, so Ninja Senki DX just came out. Yeah. Uh, we also have Mercenary Kings and we have Wizorb. And Curses and Chaos. And Curses and Chaos. All of those are available on Steam and yeah. on PS4 as well, so... There's a bunch of sales on those games these days. Exactly. So cool. as you listen to it, um, as you listen to this, uh, Mercenary Kings is still going to be on sale in Europe on oh. the PS uh, PS Network, so check that out. You can follow me as well at Yannick Belzun on Twitter, where I just talk about pop culture, dodgy puns, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, in wait, French, wait. but that's your that, you did, that's your thing. You did a great uh, egg joke the other day. I think uh, people should go look for that yeah, if, if they speak French. But uh, yeah, or uh, we have a new Flint, Flint Hook page on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Flinthook, I believe it oh, is. Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, uh, so go there and go like the page. And yes. we put a lot of, we put more stuff on that as it goes on. So yeah, thanks for listening to us this week. We'll yeah. try to make more of these. Um, but hopefully, yeah, we have, we, we have a lot to say about sausages. So yeah. yeah, exactly. And if you have questions, uh, send them, uh, through oh, yeah, yeah. Twitter or at info at tributegames.com. We might fill them in the later podcast. So, um, thanks and, uh, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Have yeah. a good week. Yeah, have a good have a good week. Bite in the sausage of life. Yes. Do that. Yeah.